So I'm going to just pick right up where I left off because as you know, I'm recording this in a big batch. So there's been literally five seconds since the end of the last episode and the start of me recording this one. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and listen to the last episode. So one rendering tree from Glamorous Toolkit is great, but it won't work for Hest. What I want is I want portability across different platforms for graphics, but I also want specialization. So if you're in VR, you can make VR specialized things without having to expect that Hest will uh, render those VR specialized things in a browser when you're looking at it in 2D and you're using a WebGL-based canvas to render your Hest program. So what am I doing? I am building a rendering abstraction in Hest that offers a common set of graphics primitives that should be available everywhere, obviously. So that's just your basic canvas style drawing that should generalize to 2D and 3D and has been available in you know pretty much every platform ever where you have the ability to to draw a path or draw a circle or draw a rectangle in an arbitrary position just like the super super basic building blocks of a drawing api and so that common stuff is what all of the hest user interface is going to be implemented with and then you as a programmer within hest let's say you're building a program that's meant to run on the web and you want to use svg graphics i'm writing for each platform where Hest is going to run on a renderer that specializes the idea of taking a known kind of graphics object and rendering it on that platform. And so if you bring some SVGs into your program that's running on the web, it will know how to do things like, hey, uh, for performance reasons, whenever you're moving two separate parts of this SVG, so you bring this SVG in and maybe there's like, you know, this this one object of a character and this another object of a different character. You got these two characters um, and they're both in the same SVG graphic. If you want to animate those two characters or move them around or whatever, it's super inefficient in the browser to do that just within the SVG itself. And so a specialized SVG renderer in Hest's browser-based implementation should know to split that SVG graphic up into two separate SVGs and position them using CSS for performance. So CSS transforms because those are GPU accelerated. You can do those just in a compositing pass. You don't need to do them in a, they, they don't trigger a, a paint uh, or a reflow or anything like that. Whereas if you animate things within the SVG itself, uh, it does trigger paints every time you make a change in most browsers. And so you don't get to do it purely on the GPU. So there's that kind of knowledge that I have about, you know, in in the browser, here are uh, things you can do to make rendering certain kinds of things faster. And so a browser-based specialized version of Hest that can specialize on, on SVG graphics can have that kind of behavior built in. And then let's say within that SVG, you want to put some HTML content using the SVG foreign element node. What I have is I have a very basic protocol defined where um, if two renderers are meant to be nested, there's a certain minimum amount of information that they need to be able to pass through to one another to facilitate the benefits of that one rendering tree idea from Glamorous Toolkit. And so rather than saying all rendering everywhere is done in terms of this one 
approach to graphics, this one API or this one rendering model, what I'm doing instead is saying you can have many different kinds of renderers in the browser. You could have an HTML renderer. You could have an SVG renderer. You could have a canvas 2D renderer. You could have a WebGL renderer, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you can have as many of those different kinds of renderers as you want as the implementer of the HEST environment on this platform. But you need to, in any case where those renderers are able to be nested, you need to write a little bit of bridging code so that concepts from one layer can pass through to the other layer for the purposes of introspection or for dynamism or what have you. So that puts some limits on what you're going to be able to do. Like if you want to nest an SVG inside a WebGL renderer, uh, that probably means that you need to implement an SVG renderer that spits out pixels to WebGL, but that is able to preserve the information about the SVG, like where the positions of all the objects in your SVG graphic are. So it's not a trivial thing. It's not automatic. It's not something that is going to be you know, very easily plug and play. It's something that's going to take work if you want to do arbitrary nestings, but it at least the entire model of HEST that I'm building conceptually um, doesn't preclude this from being possible. And so this should allow the flexibility to have something that is going to be very common, which is a HEST project that is running in an HTML page that contains some other kind of graphic, like a WebGL canvas or a 2D canvas or an SVG. And that might allow the slightly less common but still possible thing of like maybe an SVG graphic that contains um, a 2D canvas layer or or vice versa. Those are situations that I can see coming up because I've run into those situations myself in the various web graphics projects that I've built. And it should also allow portability because if you take an HTML layer over into VR, it's just on you as the implementer of the VR version of HEST to come up with some way of visually depicting what that HTML layer should look like. And it might be as simple as saying, here's a rectangle and inside this rectangle we can't show you anything because we don't have an implementation for that. And so that's like that sort of punting is not an objection that I have in, in this design. It's not like you should always be able to have everything because I don't want to give up specialization. Um, I, I don't want to have just one rendering abstraction that has to be all encompassing. I do want the ability to have a pure GPU based renderer that could do, you know, like WebGL on the web, or if it's in unity, like a proper unity rendering pipeline where it can have the full 3d graphics capabilities that you get from being able to talk directly to the gpu like that i want that kind of uh, graphical power to be available to people using hest so uh, it's not like you'll be able to take every project to every platform and it'll work perfectly as is but it should at least be possible to come up with, like if you're going to make a program and you know, okay, I want this program to be runnable on this platform and on this other platform, you can come up with a common subset of whatever renderer styles are available in both. And and it, and I've been talking about them as like an HTML renderer or an SVG renderer or a WebGL renderer. It doesn't have to be that. It could be you know like one of the renders that I built to test this was using the uh, the ZDog renderer. ZZZ.dog. Go to that website. This is a a 3D renderer 
in that it shows you 3D graphics, but it is implemented using the 2D Canvas API. Uh, it's an orthographic renderer uh, in that it has no perspective, and it is rendered using 2D stuff that uh, does not do any sort of cutting or anything like that. Uh, so what you get is you get Z fighting, where if you have two objects that kind of overlap and you kind of rotate around them, they'll kind of pop so that one goes in front. And then as you rotate a little bit more pop, the other one comes in front, kind of like two, you know, sprites in a game that kind of pass through one another. You can kind of see them pop from one to the other. It's called Z fighting. And they embraced Z fighting as the aesthetic style for this renderer. So it's this really cute art style that you can create with this with this rendering system and it renders to canvas um and i believe svg also so you have multiple backends you could use for this renderer so you could write a hest renderer that was you know it's the the z dog renderer and it's you know you can specialize your graphics that you're building so that it produces output that z dog is able to work with and then you could also write you know if you are nesting uh, an svg inside z dog like an SVG renderer inside your ZDog renderer, here's what to do with the SVG to prepare it to be passed to ZDog. That's one of the things, one of the contractual obligations you have to fulfill if you're building a renderer that supports nesting. So it's it's not like you're only uh, building renderers for specific technologies. You could build a renderer that is a React renderer that you know takes some Hest data and prepares it to be rendered into React. And React, of course, has its own plugins for rendering to WebGL or rendering to SVG or whatever. And so you can you can support nesting by doing that by saying my Hest React renderer, uh, if it contains an SVG, will tell React to use this. Uh, plug in to render that SVG, um, in a, you know, uh, create a component that does the SVG rendering and handle that graphic. So, and, and I think the saving grace for this approach is that it is entirely concerned with getting pixels out to the screen. Um, it is not concerned with handling input necessarily. And there, there is a, an aspect of it, which is there will need to be a way to get input back into Hest, but the actual, like, um, the manipulation of objects within Hest is entirely within Hest itself. And it's not something that very much needs to be specialized beyond just, uh, like it doesn't need to be specialized to all these different renderers. Um, it just needs to be able to get a very broad sense of intents, like, like for instance, if you're in a 2D environment, you might want to get the coordinates that a mouse click happens at. And those are pretty universal ideas, like getting the coordinates that a mouse click happens at, or when the mouse moves, where is it moving from or to? Like that's that's very, very generalized already. And so regardless of what rendering system you're able to do, you can feed that data into Hest and use it for manipulating the objects within Hest itself. So whereas a lot of other rendering environments, uh, getting input in is, or, or a lot of other graphics environments, getting input in can be kind of thorny and can be kind of specialized, but, but Hest expects a very generic idea of input. 
and does a lot of the fanciness internally to to handle that input. So it it should at least in my uh, prototyping so far, where I've I've put in you know different rendering backends and input hasn't been a problem yet. We'll see you know when we get to VR <laughs> what that's like. Um, but at least for now, this approach seems to be working out pretty well. And so I've I've created you know uh, I, I, I'll see if I can find the the uh, tweet that I shared. But I shared a a GIF at one point. Yes, it is pronounced GIF like gift without a T at the end. Uh, I, cr- I created at one point a uh, GIF of Hest uh, rendered to ZDog. And so you have your usual Hest graphics. If you've seen any of the images I've shared of Hest, it's, you know, it's got the lines with the, the chevrons on them indicating direction and points flowing around with trails and color and all that kind of stuff. But then you can rotate the camera around and it just Z fights like crazy. And it's you know very silly. And, and I, I added some Z depth for different elements and it looks super silly. Um, but it was it was so easy to set up and it worked perfectly with everything else. And so it was really validating to be able to take uh, such a quirky, weird renderer like that and to be able to integrate it relatively easily. And so there's also, you know, I built a renderer that goes to 3JS because, well, I eventually want to write my own rendering code. And in the next episode, we'll probably talk about why that is, why I want to write my own 3D renderer and not use something off the shelf like 3JS for a 3D in the browser. Um, the option to integrate with 3GS and and just feed graphics over to it and have that work nicely with the model, with the user interface, and with all the editing tools and all that that was that was also very validating and, and fun to be able to do. So that's a lot of talk about renderers, and I hope that that made some kind of sense, and I hope that you can see the relationship between what I'm doing with what Glamorous Toolkit are doing. Uh, where in Glamorous Toolkit, they I don't believe they have this idea of pluggable renderers, that they have one renderer that they built, and everything has to go in terms of that renderer, and so if you wanted to add your own custom pixel shader, you're maybe out of luck. I don't know. I think you would be out of luck if you wanted to do your own pixel shader as part of the user interface of the glamorous toolkit programming environment. Wherein Hest, if you wanted to write your own pixel shader, all you need is a rendering backend that speaks pixel shader. But it would also just be a matter of if that kind of thing doesn't exist, there's a nice pluggable architecture for hooking that kind of thing in that knows how to play nicely with all the rest of the stuff that Hest gives you.